I've stopped listening. I've taken off my headphones because my hair is all uncomfortable. So you just keep talking. Uh, they're going back on now. Hello. That wasn't, that was really dull. That wasn't the intro. No. This is all, you told me not to prepare anything for this week. I did. I told you not to prepare. Yeah. Welcome back to people listening. To Babbleton. <gasps> Welcome back to Babbleton. We have a name. Mm-hmm. We had a name last week. We also have names. Mm. Should we say our names? Yes. You're Robin. And you're Jake. It Wonderful. took me that because I was. Yeah, it took me ages. I thought, to cause, <laughs> because cause sometimes people do that as like a, a joke thing and I didn't want to fuck it up. Oh, I see. I see. So I, I had to work out whether you were doing it God, properly or. Because I'm editing this episode, I'm already thinking ahead to all the shit I'm having to cut out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you know how it feels. Oh my God. So, yes. Jake I... promised to edit this one. <laughs> well, you better keep this concise. Oh, uh, so okay so this it's the pink floyd episode this is the pink floyd episode the hat demands it <laughs> um and i thought it might be nice for you to just say why you wanted this to be an episode because i think to outsiders it might sound like uh, i'm forcing you <laughs> yeah no i volunteered um for this uh i'm a guitar player um I like guitar pedals and you can't really mix with guitar pedal people without them talking about David Gilmour a lot. Who I love very much. Jake loves very much. Loves a bit of Davey G. And a lot of guitar players that I respect and love um, also also do. Um, and also just Pink Floyd in general. I know that they're held in very high regard. And I I just, I just don't like them. So what have you... I've just never... You said you tried to listen to Dark Side a couple of times, but could never finish yeah, well, it. Yeah, that's where everyone's like, oh, Dark Side of the Moon is like one of the greatest well, it pieces is. of art ever. <laughs> mm. And I, I've, I've heard a lot about the sort of stories and the personal yeah. side of their process, and I find it fascinating. Yeah. Um, I think I heard a lot more about Wish You Were Here yeah. than anything else, for for obvious reasons, obvious to those who already know about it. Well, that stuff is always important to me, regardless of the artist. I like to learn about the story behind, not necessarily the song, but why they made the song. Yeah, And yeah, Pink absolutely. Floyd is bloody chock full of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, are we? Is is there? Does "Wish You Were Here" stuff come up? Yes, I've chosen four, technically five songs that we're going to listen to. Okay, um, I'm quite happy with them. There's a lot of David Gilmore. Yeah, and there's one that he wrote, which I know that in the community, or at the time, there wasn't. You know, there wasn't much appreciation of that. But we'll go into that. Um, but shall we begin? Shall we just get into yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, just, let's just get into it. Because, okay. yeah, you, you said, like, Dark Side of the Moon. I've tried it a few times. I just sort of got bored. There are bits of it that I appreciate. But, yeah, your job now is to is to help me just get into, into some Floyd. Okay. And we're not obviously going to include the tracks in, in the pod. We'll mention what they are and... Uh, if you're not familiar with them at home, pause them, listen. Go and have a um, listen. I'll be listening. Come back. So we're going to... You're just going to click play and we're going to listen to Speak to Me and then Breathe in the Air. And then we're going to come back after that and have a discussion. Cool. All right, let's go. Okay. That's transitioned. That's tr- transitioned now onto On the Run. Well, I feel like that. That's that was... That felt like it was about to continue on to something. There's mm. obviously a structure Yes. to the three songs in a row. So the, how many songs in a row? To the whole album, yes. Because I, I heard, I heard um, 
the sort of cash register type stuff going on in Speak To Me, which obviously money is on this album. Yes. So, you know, that particular bit, like all the samples of other bits of the song or the album, I've, right. It it every time I listen to it, it gets better because it makes so much more sense when you've listened to the whole thing. Are those are those flash forwards to the to? Yes. So is a, that all a lot constructed of the main out themes of are um, represented there, and all those or most of those um, talking heads um, are used in other songs as well. Okay. I'm getting themes of. Uh, labour, industry, monotony. Mm. Yes, monotony is probably one of them. It's generally um, the whole album mm. is is considered sort of, or I think when they were writing it, it was meant to be life and death and and in between. Um, okay, that's why you get things like money. Yeah, it. it I think the thing that it reminds me of most um, so far, the thing that it's made me think of, is uh, um, the film Brazil. I'm not, I'm not um, familiar with that. I know the name. Uh, it's fantastic. Terry Gilliam um, film. And it's uh, it's all about like the sort of mindless bureaucracy that mm. the characters have to deal with. You'll um, probably like The Wall, but we'll get onto that later. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's probably um, where why I'm making that connection. Money and and the wall. But you know, everyone talks about Dark Side, like you were saying it earlier. It's just everyone's like, you've got to listen to Dark Side, and I never had for many many years. So many years, having already listened to a lot of other Floyd. Or... No, so that was my introduction. Or just, oh, but, okay. You know, in. In the UK, at least, you've got songs like Wish You Were Here and The Wall, Another Brick in the Wall, which are sort of part of the zeitgeist of growing up in England. Yeah, I mean, those are really pop songs as well as, you know, they're pop songs, but they're, they're rock songs, they're, you know, yeah, they, they have, they, they permeate almost every, every rock covers band does a version of, of Money, The Wall. Or comfortably numb. Wish you were here. You know, up until listening to that, probably the closest album I'd ever listened to would probably have been Tubular Bells, mm -hmm. um, which was released like a month after it. Um, but it it um, I don't know. It's just really nice. That sort like the people talking is really nice. Um, and the it's mysterious and I just like it and then you get that horrible rattle that then and then you get the wash over you when breathe starts and it's just such a such an adventure it's a nice washiness because there, there are some harsh sounds in, in Speak To Me um, which does sort of uh, yeah it, it, it does put you on on edge a little bit um breathe is really nice and washy and um yeah it's those sort of like work sounds sort of like factory sounds uh i know what you're talking about now that that's the sound of clocks yeah the clock yeah it was clocks it was clocks the yeah just the clanging it's very like clangy um i guess what they've done is taken quite quiet sounds like clocks and stuff but they've put them together in a way that makes them quite cacophonous which i appreciate but yeah you get that sort of monstrous monstrous build-up and it's quite scary yeah yeah and then it all chills out and you're like <sighs> but like there's a there are a few well we can talk about this another time perhaps but there are a few um songs or and, and sounds that really do scare me mm. um uh, Waking the Witch by Kate Bush is one of them and it's a similar thing where it's just like yeah it's just disorienting and, and frightening to, to listen to but you know so that was my that was the first Floyd I properly mm. listened to because I listened to the whole of it on both sides um, and what an introduction 
<laughs> it's a really it is a good start. Um, I can't remember where I sort of generally got up to with this album. Mm. Um, well, because you spoke, you said to me before about it returning to the same sort of melody and themes. So I think you would have at least got up to the end of time because it returns to that sort of structure from Breathe. But you're still on side one of the album there. Yeah. If you're going to listen to it, it's only worth doing it if you're going to go all the way through. Yeah, that's the thing. My 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 issue is getting through some parts of of the album, and I think it's because it's still quite... It, it's still very blues. Mm. Well, that's probably why I like it so much. Yeah, which is fine. I like I I like I appreciate blues. Um what are what I I can hear is how Godspeed You Black Emperor are influenced by Pink Floyd. Mm. Um which I don't know how familiar you are with with them. Maybe we can do a swap so that oh. uh so that you can hear it. But I hate new things. Um Godspeed uh, if they did that sort of like slow intro, medium pace, and then into something big, they would be doing it with like mountains to climb, you know, climbing up to a really intense peak. Um, whereas what I, I think when you've got an album that does that, you there are verses and choruses that you still have to deal with. And mm. it's that mixture of the two where... Um, it's in like a rock song structure, but it happens to be nine minutes long where yeah. I start to get get bored. Okay. Uh, you know, nine minutes, not very long um, in, in uh, you know, compared to some songs that I listen to. But the way that those are structured is more, um, more suited to, to be instrumental. I think if, if you cut out the lyrical content... Um, you'd get, you know, uh, the sort of what you're talking about, big instrumental, and it would probably work. But there's a lot of meaningful, because it's not like pop. There's a lot being said in the lyrics. Careful what you say about pop. (laughs) There's a lot being said. It's a lot, or certainly that I take meaning from. Yeah, I have to say I can't remember any of the words that were just spoken or sung to me. Mm. I, I, if I noticed them at the time, I maybe noticed um, uh, words that are connected thematically, mm. but I can't actually remember. That's why... So that's all I'm going to play to you from Dark Side. Okay. But I think that's why it's worth listening to on your own. Yeah, well, now I'm now I'm sort of... I'm sort of hooked at this point, like because I I love the sounds and I'm intrigued by the content. If you love the sounds, you'll you'll probably like the rest of the album mm. because it doesn't stick to one sort of note. Slidey guitar when it's mm. done in the um, slow country sort of style mm. is probably like top five favorite sounds. Oh, well, you're in for a treat. Yeah, pe- pedal steel is one of my favourite sounds ever in the right hands. But I think, because there's a lot of, um, you know, it talks about mental health a lot in the album, and um, it, it, I listen to it at the right time. It just, you know, every all the songs sort of meant something to me, and uh, they actually, you know, they made sense, and they helped me out. Knowing that it means something to you makes me want to make it mean something to me more. Mm. It doesn't have to mean something to you. No, but I feel like it. it's something that we can share. Well, you were talking about sort of that mountain, coming up to the mountain in the song. And you do get that, but that's the payoff you get after listening to everything else. It's yeah. the very last song. It's this okay. huge build-up. So just the okay, it's over now. Go away. Yeah, you're done. What's next? Oh, okay. Well, next is a song you'll have heard. I had a lot of trouble picking 
you know, concise songs <laughs> for this. That's fine. Because a lot of my favourites are long ones. And I didn't want to subject you to 30 minutes of Shine On, You Crazy Diamond. Yeah, well, I mean, I know that song anyway. Mm. Um... Well, you'll probably know the next two, but I think they're important in the story, or at least this next one is. It's going to be Wish You Were Here. Cool. Shall we listen now? Yes, let's listen. Let's listen. And you listen at home. I think if you if you more wanted to hear Gilmore playing, then Shine On would have probably been a better pick. But again, I chose for time as well. Yeah. No, I I I, I don't know. Um what 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 do you want um to to know about my experience? I don't know if you can tell from my tone of voice. Um but I'm I'm less enamored with with that than the first experience well it's a much more um normal song isn't it which i which was one of your problems with the structure yeah i just said that the sounds throughout the song didn't didn't grip me i, I didn't feel like there was a, an emotional peak mm. um, i think there is but fine but then i also found it really hard to hear the lyrics yes the lyrics are the probably a more important part of this yeah so I I struggled to hear the lyrics, but I also didn't detect the emotion from the music. I get what you're saying now, but the so that song it's just a musical background I think to the lyrics, and all the emotion is in the lyrics, which hopefully a later song will remedy. Yeah, I'd have to read them for sure. If you look on Spotify, that's the most played Pink Floyd song. Is it? And I think it's probably because... all of them? Yeah. That actually surprises me. Like, I know know it's popular amongst, like, music fans, but I would have thought that, like, another brick in the wall or money would be... If you listen to the lyrics, it's talking about... It's just talking about, you know, wish you were here. (laughs) Which is a sentiment I think pretty much everyone can empathise with people you're not in touch with anymore or people you've lost and sometimes sometimes you just you just want them to be there yeah so i'm i'm not yeah didn't didn't, don't get into that one so much is your is the lyrics is that because of your funny ears (laughs) so the my my funny ear didn't like the um uh right only section but I liked the effect once um, I, I, I get it, like conceptually, um, I immediately it actually brought a picture to my mind, which that's the first time I think uh, I, the, the, the previous tracks didn't do that. But um, this one did immediately. I had a picture of someone in a quite dark, predominantly brown, 70s brown um sort of studio on their own play uh, like playing the the first guitar part that comes in the part that sounds like it's in a tiny box um playing it on like a tape player and then playing along to it which is so apt for the song but i think you're right it's not it's not super it's well or well it's good but it's not as good as other tracks on the album or other songs they've done um, but I think in terms of the meaning behind it and what an individual can take from it, it's pretty pretty beefy. This thing, I, I, I love it conceptually and I think the production on the intro was, was great. It was really effective as a piece of art. I think the, the, the problem for me with, with that particular song, other than I wasn't a huge fan of like the solo sound, the acoustic there's just a lot of acoustic guitars going on and I'm I'm not it just didn't I it just didn't excite me. Um I feel like the song gets distracted from the message that it's trying to trying to trying to give. Um so I guess my summary of that, I feel like a lot of the song didn't serve the the song. 
Yeah. Okay. You know, a lot of the parts felt like parts that didn't didn't serve the 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 core of the song. I think when you take the other songs in the album into account, I think it's there are probably um, people listening. Um, <laughs> if you know, if they make it uh, this far, but no, there there are there are possibly people listening who are screaming at us that you can't listen to this stuff in isolation and that you have to listen to the whole album. We we know we know that and I'm an album guy usually, you know, post rock stuff you can't listen to in isolation. You, you can if you want to, you can. Um but like I get the album thing. If you were of that opinion, I would point you towards the album Echoes which is a compilation album of all of their work and they've remixed it so that all the songs flow into each other like it was oh, cool. an actual, you know, like it was one of their other yeah. albums and it works really well and in some cases it even improves upon the songs. Like the version of Shine On on that mm. is really good because it cuts out the rubbish six minutes at the end of parts six to nine <laughs> that are really boring. And has it fade out much in a much better place? And, the you know, it's parts one to like seven or eight instead yeah. of being split into bits. And it yeah. works so much better. I'll tell you a funny uh, thing. When I, when I did my, my album and th- chucked that up on, on Bandcamp, started spamming my friends with it, um, one of the pieces of feedback I got was that the track order they thought was, was really good. Like they thought I'd, I'd got a nice track or this is like lo-fi crap that i uh that i'd sort of shoved together and the order was pretty much um with the exception of of one track that i put right at the beginning it was pretty much just chronological order in the order that i made the tracks so on that basis it should start out with maybe arguably the best track that i'd done get really bad really quickly but then pick (laughs) up as the album goes on Mm. So the quality, just a general quality of it should be sort of bookended quite nicely. Um, so there was no real artistic thought into the track order of that. It was literally just put them all in order of, of when I made them because it's an order and then put the most recent one at the beginning so that it didn't start off on a really bad note. But like the person that was listening to was like, oh yeah, no, you've really effectively ordered these tracks so they flow into each other. I was like, no, no, like you're you're doing that yourself, listening to it. Like, yeah, it's interesting the the sort of leaps that we make as listeners. It's it's one of those things. Listening to your own work um, sometimes just sounds really bad, and then other people just see the good stuff in it and appreciate all the accidental stuff. How I felt when I made my. When I made my song, the mysterious song that we always talk about. <laughs> yes. Um, like, I was like, this isn't good. This is awful. And I sent it to you and you were really nice about it. Yeah. In a genuine way. Yeah, because I thought you were going for like a, like more of a wall of sound thing. I don't know what I was going for. No, well, but that's kind of good though, because... It's like those, you know, it's, it's happy little accidents, isn't it? Mm. Mm. But yeah, um, yeah. so there are probably people screaming at us for, for listening to these songs in isolation, but um, I've tried the album thing with Floyd uh, and I, it didn't, I didn't get on with it. I still haven't listened to... I've listened to a lot more this week after having to listen to it to work out what I was going to play you which I quite enjoyed. I found a lot of new stuff I like. Oh, good. But there's still stuff I've... Animals is an album that I've not listened to any of that people will shout at me for. Is that my... I think that might be my dad's favourite one. It's the one with Battersea on the front. Hmm. I'd have to ask him. But yeah, I think that's the one that my dad's always like, oh yeah, just animals, just stick animals on and, and yeah, and do nothing but listen to animals. Which, does that start sort of early in the track does that start with like a big synth solo i don't know i've not heard it okay well i i if i'm right then that one's got a big synth solo and at the time i was just like really put off because i think i was looking for prog and i got like prog 
with a a big keyboard solo or synth solo you know and and i don't i don't know i'm i'm fussy when it comes to that but i get why this might be difficult though for you picking tracks because if i was if someone was like trying to get into queen yeah and i told them you know you gotta listen to like old school queen like first five albums is where it's at and if i had to send them a track from a night at the opera i don't know which one i would send because Mm. you know you've got all of this like well in a lot of these cases i've picked songs that i wouldn't that aren't my first choice because my first choice is 20 minutes long yeah and we just we can't do we can't sit here in silence for 20 minutes (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah likewise some some of my favorite moments from a night at the opera are the um where like brian may has orchestrated a guitar solo to sound like a uh, like a big band yeah. you know and 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 it would be songs like um lazing on a sunday afternoon is that a song that i would put in front of someone to say this is your introduction to old school queen probably not because it's like it's weird the reason i've chosen these particular songs is because i think you should on first listening just listen to dark side all the way through and i just wanted to give you the beginning bit as a yeah you know here you go if you want to carry on carry on yeah which i do um good Re- I, I mean it's like because i i don't know if i spoke about this with you before but in agada davida by iron butterfly yes um <laughs> <laughs> can you do that with an impression of reverend lovejoy <laughs> iron butterfly <laughs> but the like you listen through the whole song and you're like oh this is this bit's really good and this bit's really good and then you, but like it's so long it's ridiculous and then you get to the end and you get to the very final and it makes the whole 16 minutes worth it yeah. it's like wow i'm gonna move around a bit sorry i need to close the window but i get you know it's the same sort of thing with dark side the very ending track is your reward for sticking with it and listening to the whole thing okay i i have a, a very important redaction to make <laughs> okay um animals mm. is not my my dad's favorite pink floyd album okay it's actually his least favorite oh my. pink floyd album oh my goodness he described it as the uh, the beginning of the end of Good Floyd. Oh no, I'm probably not going to be friends with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dark Side of the Moon is his favourite. Oh, maybe um, we can be friends. Followed by followed by Wish You Were Here. Okay. Um, and then Medal um, was the one that I I couldn't remember. So that's my dad's Pink Floyd tier list. He's a good lad. He is a good lad. Um, what, what's um, what's next? Well, you've mentioned it a million times. It's another brick in the wall, part two. Cool. I mean, I yeah, I know this one. I probably haven't listened to the Pink Floyd version. It's been a long time. I've seen there's a there's a cover band that I see every year for my mum's birthday called The Excerpts, and they play this, and uh. I really enjoy it um, at, at, at that annual event. All right, so um, another brick in the wall, part two um, from the wall. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably my least favourite of the ones I'm playing today. Mm, yeah, I you just you had less to, to say about it. I. It's a good song. I think it goes on a bit long, but yeah, the wall does that anyway. I don't know if you saw, but the whole album is an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, but it's a it's a rock opera and it's telling an actual story. Okay, but it is so difficult to listen to. It's a lot of work because it's very verse chorus solo structure. With dark side, you can sort of let it wash over you, and you can just sort of revel in it. Whereas with this, with the wall, you've got to be thinking 
and paying attention because it's got a, a really it's got a political message right and it wants you to listen to what it's got to say yeah i've not made it all the way through just because it takes so long yeah but i think from what you've said you'd probably like it okay so for, for comparison uh lift your lift your skinny fists like antennas to heaven by godspeed you black emperor is 90 minutes long it's four tracks um on on cd so it's 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 comparable in length but what i'm looking at here having not listened to it all the way through even if these are songs that flow into each other it's still a collection of i can't even count how many there are some long some short but separate songs that flow into each other yeah, so because it's a rock, it's telling us it's like an actual story. Yeah, okay. There's characters. It's like Tommy, by the Who. Okay. There's a yeah. story. There's a message. I think this might be where tensions in the band start building, and the point is that the creative force behind Dark Side, who was Roger Waters, and the Wall was his big, you know, that was his magnum opus. His big idea. Yeah. So. I think there were a lot of uh, stresses within the band at this time and eventually he leaves. Some bands work that way and are better for it, but others, not so much. Well, eventually he leaves and David Gilmore takes over, which is where the mean people say it gets bad. But yeah, this was his big uh, thing. So what did you think? So in isolation, um, the song in isolation, uh, the, the, the mix and recording of it is just phenomenal uh i think if anyone wants a lesson in mixing a, a rock band then this is one of the tracks that i would that i would get them to listen to see i'm never thinking about that stuff that it never gets through to me that sort of how is this put together but when i listen when i listen to that song mm. i i can't think about anything else because i don't know the story of the album mm. so in isolation the song and and what lyrics I do here mm. are just nonsense. There's no, there's no meat. That's an interesting thing that you you struggled with the lyrics from all of them. I just don't pay attention to them a lot of the time. But you know that's where that's where I get so much of the song from from all of these. Yeah, I don't connect with the vocal style either because you know that I'm like, I'm a, uh, I'm a big soul and r&b guy um and i like to hear the emotion in the voice mm -hmm. whereas i feel like i feel like with with the vocal style in floyd i don't i'm not sucked into it yeah in that sense it's just rock isn't it yeah yeah i think it's it's not the emotion isn't on the surface with um uh with these these songs um like the solo um sounded great but story wise narrative wise the solo i got kind of bored halfway through okay i hope my final choice fixes that for you mm. um but again it's a very you know that song for me well what it's about is how rigid and shitty british schooling is yeah that's yeah what it's about on the surface yeah I don't know what, what it is in context with the, the song, uh, with the album. No, that's what it's about. He's remembering his school days. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, my, my reading of the song is that it's a cool song um, because it, it is. It's got the funk, the funky guitar. The bass is really cool. It's, like, so smooth and low and oh, it's, it's, like, it's so moody and I, I love it. I love that. When I listen to that song, I usually stop once the solo starts because that's got nothing for me in there. Yeah. Now, the solo tone is amazing, uh, but the solo itself, I wasn't... It's too long. It didn't... It, 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 was, it was long. I felt like it had a bit of a narrative curve at the beginning, and then it did that narrative curve again, mm. and then did it one more time, and then, and then finished off. It was, it was a bit like Lord of the Rings with, like, five endings... When I thought one of them would have been great and then used the other four as a 
a solo in four other songs, perhaps. Because mm. I felt like it said what it needed to say and mm. then carried on going, um, or, you know, said it again, which might be allegorical for uh, the whole school teaching situation. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't go that far because there's three songs on the album called Another Brick in the Wall. Obviously, that was part two. <laughs> And I yeah. think they return to similar themes. I don't even know if I know what the other parts no. sound like. I think I've listened to part one, but I can't remember what it's like. And I don't think yeah. I've heard part three. So this is a, a real departure for me in that I, I don't hear any... I don't hear any um, uh, any of this song in the bands that I like so godspeed you black emperor is the one i keep bringing up because i think they were very influenced by dark side of the moon in particular and i might be making that up they might deny that um but musically to me it sounds it sounds like they are inspired by that but nothing in this ends up in music that i like at least not not in an i don't make an immediate connection to anything like that um, this is a real outlier in terms of style for me. Okay, so the idea of immediate connection then. I think the only one I probably had an immediate connection with, with was Wish You Were Here when I listened to it. Um, but the connection to Dark Side of the Moon and the final song, which I'm going to play, that wasn't immediate and that sort of came mm. over repeated listenings well I, I just mean like a musical um through line from floyd to stuff that i listen to regularly so for um dark side of the moon it's that those like first three tracks have that sort of crescendo effect they have that slow that building up which i i see that reflect or i hear that reflected in post-rock as a genre if that's what's resonated with you most i think yeah. you would really enjoy the whole album yeah yeah i think i, I it's i'm due another try <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i maybe maybe like twice a year i sort of have a crack at it and see how far into it i get um so um, that's that's where i'm at again well because i just listen to it on a whim it's just in my record box i inherited it and it's just like I'll listen to that today and it blew my mind see i i can't i can't imagine where because money money is on that yeah i can't imagine where like the the flow like i don't know because it's just such a rock because it's just it's just such a rock song that i feel like my that that kind of flow that ebb and flow of linear sort of structured um music must come to a stop I don't know if you've heard a special sort of single version of it, but it's quite a quite long money and it's got quite a sort of it sort of goes down at the end. It chills out. Okay. Because so why that song's so different is because it's the first song on side B and you can't have flow because you've got to turn the record over. It's a format thing, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can I can I can take that. So it stops, you know, it gets to the end of the fifth song on side A. It stops. Yeah. And then you've got to take the record off, flip it over. And it yeah. starts with money with the cash registers. The cash radishes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can... I, Queen albums, you know, the same, same thing. It has to stop and then start again. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense then if that's the, the, if that's the, new, the new beginning. Um yeah i think that must be the that's the part of prog mm. um that or or that's the part of rock that post rock dropped like yeah the the that sort those kind of rock rhythms well i'd like that that's often where i get the cuz i've never i've not listened to the second side of tubular bells all the way through cuz the first side is so great and it just ends it doesn't need a side two yeah, well, yeah, maybe you should just start at, um, on side two one day. I do that with um, with lift your skinny wrists. 
fists, lift your skinny fists. Um, uh, by Godspeed, because uh, I think both sides are really good in isolation. And if I haven't got ninety minutes, I'm perfectly happy listening to one side or the other. Should we do the last one? Well, this is, uh, as I meant, this is my favourite Pink Floyd song, mm. and it's written by David Gilmour. And this is the very last song on what was for 20 years their last album. So this was sort of the the final note in the story. And I know a lot of people count it still. There's been two, one or two albums since, depending on what you count. Is, the, um, is that remastered, like reordered thing one of those that came after? So they did, um, they've done some compilations and they did another album in 2014, which involved uh, session work and stuff like that. Okay. Where they took recordings from previous sessions and sort of worked them into new songs. Um, so some people don't count it. I've not listened to any of it, so. But it's, it goes back to a lot of the themes from Dark Side and... Um, wish you were here and sort of chronicles the band and I just think it's a really beautiful song okay it's a long one it's the longest one we've listened to today so I'm sorry it's the long one okay this is fine okay so we need to tell people what song it is so it's oh yeah sorry uh, high, it's High Hopes um, from The Division Bell and I am starting it now That was a doozy. That felt very personal listening to that with you. Yeah? Yeah. That that felt like that felt like a shorter song than all the others. I really enjoyed it. I I'm still <laughs> it's still uh you know I may have had to wipe my eyes at some point. Yeah. Tell 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 me about it. Which points? Cuz I have specific points. Well, so written down but that song means a lot to me because i know it's about the band and their very specific history but it just feels like it was written about me and that solo at the end feels like how i feel and i can't really put it into words the connection that i have with it it's uh, an inexplicable feeling isn't it when like just the sound of something triggers that that connection. Yeah, it's the solo in because it all builds up to that, and then you get the solo. Okay, I kind of took the piss out of the solo <laughs> when we were listening to it, and now I feel bad. Well, because I've learned that solo. Yeah. It, it's like two, three minutes long, but it's not when you learn the phrases in it. It's really short. There's not a lot going on in it. Yeah, that there are very few solos that I've like you know tried to learn tried to play well it's just that's just something i do i don't yeah i i guess i just don't have a very uh, i don't connect solos particularly to um that sort of expression so i but i can see so i can see why the 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 process of 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 going through that solo yourself will just strengthen that um that connection that you have to it that cuz I knew I wanted to play you this song, partly because it's my favourite, but also because it's um, the last one, technically. But listening to it while preparing for this and thinking about what songs has has strengthened that um, feeling I have about it, and it's stronger every time. It was my second favourite solo (laughs) of, of of the lot. Which did you like best? Was it Another Brick in the Wall? No, uh, oh no, maybe it was my favourite then, because I guess the the sort of slidey guitar stuff at the start of Dark Side of the Moon wasn't really soloing; it was kind of just noodling accompaniment. So that doesn't really count, I guess. Yeah, no, that that was my favourite solo then. There's a solo like that later on in Dark Side that's more like Breathe, so you'll probably like that a lot. Um, should should we wind back to the beginning of the song because we both. 
picked up on the church bells and said that it's a nostalgic thing. Well, okay, so the reason the church bells are in the song is because they grew up in Cambridge and church bells are a big part of that. (gasps) That's near where you're from. That's near where we're both from. Well, you're more near from there. I'm more near now, but we're from the same place. Well, but you're you're Cambridgeshire. You're from that. You're from the Shire of of that place. I am now. We grew up in the same town, though. Wait, are you saying you're scum like me? Yeah, of course I was. Oh, we're the same kind of scum. I th- all this time I thought that you were posh. I was scum in middle school. <laughs> it was upper school when I became posh. Did you only move to Cambridgeshire in upper school? Yeah. Oh. You must have known that. We know each other really well. Yeah. Uh, everyone at home, yeah. <laughs> we, we've known each other a long time. Uh, we know so much about each other. <laughs> yes, I'm just rubbish. So the church bells. Yeah. Um, I said that they were nostalgic. Now, I can't hear church bells from where I live. No, I can you can not anymore not in the current uh, thing but on sundays yeah. if i listen hard enough and it's a nice day all right i can hear the church bells i guess i can hear them if i go into town near the church then i'll hear them occasionally but it's it's not part of my routine but i used to hear them regularly um there was a, a house that we stayed in every year we went on holiday to eastbourne and we would stay in the same house every year and that was near a church and so i associate the church bells with our family holidays um and you know that the south coast is uh i'm I'm very sentimental about like going to the beach and stuff like that it's because the only time i ever went was for those family holidays and now for guitar shopping with you which i can't wait to do again so yeah for me that church bells thing just took me back instantly to a place so for me, the church bells is just sort of childhood and yeah, sort of sunny afternoons and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, very much the same for me. And I, I mentioned when we were talking about it during the song that I think that nostalgia has got bumblebees buzzing around in the song as well. Yeah. And it just adds to that vibe. And I think that sort of puts my brain in the right place. Which, if you're not paying attention, they might sound like flies. <laughs> That was a risky move. When I first listened to that song, I knew it was a bee. What's wrong with you? The combination of the two things. My mind did go to bees. It's obviously a bee. Well, no, I mean, if you're not paying attention as much as we are, because we're, you know, highly intellectual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I did. Luckily, my brain went to bees because I was already imagining summer, you know, summer holidays. But I imagine, you know, it could... It could mislead someone. So it was a risky, risky move. You could think it's flies and have a horrible time. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It would be like a horror, horror song with flies around a body. Like church bells, flies. Like what's in that attic? Like what are you keeping up there, father? Father? What's that noise coming from the tower? The, um, I, I, I don't mean to ruin the song for you. No, I don't think you can. It's, it's wonderful. I think it's probably my favourite. I think it's my favourite so far, maybe, sonically. That's, well, you know, because I meant it's by Gilmore. Yeah. You know, Waters has left the band at this point. It's a distinct change. And a lot of people, even Roger Waters was like, this is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> this is nonsense. Um, but it just, it means so much to me. Yeah. And, you know... I found it, it, like, scrolling through Instagram, like someone had part of the music video, and it was that piano. I don't know if it had the singing, the grass was greener and stuff like that. It, and it just, the video was so nice for it. It was really gentle. And yeah. Nice. And it was countryside and stuff like that. Yeah, that's home, isn't it? And it's just funny that I'd have never found this song if I wasn't just scrolling through Instagram one day, and that person hadn't posted it. Is it just one of those, one of these, like, it's like a, like a collection of, of images, sounds, ideas. Yes, a bit like that, yeah. That are just all come together to form just the ultimate try not to cry, cry a lot type thing. Oh, you need, you need to watch K-On. 
we need to watch K-On together and just just cry. We just need to cry until we're like a couple of raisins, like because so, it's the same. It's that sort of, it's that sense of uh, a, a close group going through all of those, going through everything that they go through, and kind of s staying together. And I'm not going to say anything about K-On um, because don't want to spoil anything. But it's about those sorts of relationships ending carrying on forever because the music always exists yes because of your memories and yeah the impact those people have i've got to admit those i the song um high hopes i didn't can't lyrics just didn't go in okay um but again yeah so this more so than the other songs this has a much more emotional music to it it does and that is what I wanted to say other than just saying there were bits of it that reminded me of other stuff that I like it had more of the it had a, a grander instrumentation more uh, I think there were definitely synths in there but rather than being spread across many yeah it felt more fluid um and the peak it had more of a peak um the the big um pseudo orchestral part of the song but you're talking about the acoustic. Yeah, this, there's an acoustic, there's a nylon guitar solo, which I love that the sound of, of like classical guitars. That was a great choice. Um, but then the section after that where it really builds up, that was like a bigger peak than anything in the previous songs. Um, and that contrast between the, the intro and that peak was so much greater, and I felt that so much more. I think that's to represent the peak of the career okay in terms of the band and the story of the song i think for me the 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 music really overshadowed the vocals um on this one and i the lyrics are more important in this than the performance um and i think that's where we perhaps don't don't match up well i think you had a problem with the other songs in that it was just lyrics it was just singing whereas this one does have more of an emotion to it and more of a melody. It does have more of a vocal performance. It has the lower vocals in the verse, and then it, it lifts the vocals up, and I think um, some harmonies come in, which none of the previous songs had, um, or at least my attention wasn't drawn to the vocals. My attention was drawn a little bit more to the vocal performance, um, but then massively overshadowed by the glorious instrumentation. Just for me, it's the culmination of all the stuff I love about the other songs. Yeah. It's got the crazy slide guitar. It's got beautiful piano medley. Yeah. And it's got meaningful, especially meaningful to me, lyrics. And it's got the wacky um, church bells and bees buzzing as well, just to give it a bit of extra. Yeah. Well, I think that's my favourite one. Oh. That's the one that I think I would, if I were to listen to them all again, that's the one I think I would just listen to again now. Well, that's good. I'm pleased with that. Because I was thinking about this as well. That is my fate. I think Dark Side of the Moon would be my favourite if it was all counted as one song, which some people do count it as. Mm, okay. But then I can't say, oh, any colour you like is great. That's that's a great bit. But yeah, no, as a single song, just to sit down and listen to. High Hopes takes it by miles. And because I've listened to a lot more new stuff this week, a lot more Floyd stuff that I've not heard before, I was thinking maybe this, this particular one's my new favourite, but no, I think this one will always have a special place for me. And now for me. No, thank, thank you for, for sharing that. I tried my best. It's a difficult thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Well, I would like to encourage anyone listening to go and listen to Dark Side of the Moon all the way through because I think there's something in there for everyone. And for you in particular, my dear friend, I would like to suggest the song Echoes, which is 23 minutes long. Yeah, that's short. As I mentioned 
it was what I was talking about seconds ago where I said it might be my new favourite, mm. but it's not. It's really good. It's got that whole wall of noise thing that I know you like. Mm. Dense. And you having sort of spoken about bits you did like and didn't like from today, I think it still fits in with all of that. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Cool. I, th- I, I would encourage people listening, especially if they if their general opinion um, of Pink Floyd is that it's boring, uh, which I think is a fair summary of, of how I feel about them (laughs) uh, in general, I would encourage them to follow along with this listening. If they haven't already, if they don't already have opinions on these, on these songs, I think it was a good, a good display of the range. Yes. That's what I was going Um, for. You know, there's, there's, there's some hits, there's some hits in there. But there's also some, uh, some more. Uh, oh God, it feels so awful saying it, but more like cerebral. Ugh, oh, I feel dirty now. Not, not that, not that any of it is particularly complex. Like it's not like, uh, it's not challenging, in in the way that some prog is challenging. Because it's not that it's not that prog, is it? It's it's quite. I think the concepts are quite prog, but the actual music and the instrumentation isn't. It's not that wild, which I think if you're going in expecting to be challenged, that's not what it's about. And I think that might be the mistake that I've made in the past because, you know, especially with a lot of the math rock and the and the proggy metal stuff, um, and even old school prog that's got you know, wild guitar solos, organ solos. Yeah, that's not what this is about. Dark Side of the Moon, for me, is... It's about life, and it's fine. Don't worry. It's all right. (laughs) Chill out. Beautiful. I don't know if I'll put that in. Yeah. No, it's it's nice. It's, uh... It sounds like we're winding down. So one last thing I wanted to say is I I mentioned I've listened to a lot more Pink Floyd since doing this week, since getting prepared. Yeah. And you mentioned when we came up with the idea that maybe put this back in the hat and we revisit it and I show you some new songs, perhaps from the earlier days, because we started off right in the middle. Okay. And only went later from there. So if you're still happy with that idea... Yeah, yeah. Pink Floyd revisited... Uh, reprise coming up yeah definitely because I'll need to listen to all of this again and give you an update as well to let you know where I'm at okay I'll put it back in the hat I'll put it back in the hat oh god I'm making a mess are you making a mess in the hat again Uh, I won't put it back in the hat yet. I'll draw the next thing first. <laughs> okay. Let's see what it's going to be. Here we go. Okay. I have the piece of paper. It's folded over. It's quite a thick one. Ah, mm. It's one we can't do because of quarantine. Back in the hat. It was making a song on each other's rig. Redraw. Which is a shame because I really want to do that one. I have it. It's a long one. Drum roll. Add a drum roll. Add a drum roll, Mr. Editor. (gasps) It's video game check-in. Oh, good. We almost accidentally did that when we were eating our pizza. Yes. We (laughs) We almost went over it all. Christ. That was lucky. Great. Well, that gives me an excuse to spend, like, the week just playing video games and we don't have to make any music joy of joys we get to make music just for fun oh god oh lovely it's not fun for me <laughs> no you're, you're yeah i'm i've really detached emotionally from um a lot of the music that i'm making uh at the moment yeah but that's harder for you we should wrap up because this bit this whole bit now is going to be a nightmare for you to edit 
Um, but yeah, this has been really special. I really, really appreciate it. Well, I hope you got something out of it. Yeah, yeah, really. And um, I love you, man. Uh, thank, thank you. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> oh.